Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Yeah, I felt bad. I do like six o'clock and I was like, that's three in the morning. And I was just absolutely passed out from a long night of work. Oh, yeah. No, that um, when now see on mine, when it came up on the uh, on the calendar, when you booked it online, it um, it showed my time, which was 9 a.m. Oh, OK. Yeah. So that six was your your time, local time. Okay, because you're Eastern, so I was thinking yeah. that was like Eastern time. Yeah, because I saw your message. Well, I didn't see your message last night because I was passed out as well. We, yeah. um, I helped uh, a friend move yesterday, and <laughs> so there, we had a big group of us helping to move. But um, so he's bought a house and uh, moved all the stuff in. Well, then he wanted uh, while we were all there, he wanted us to like kind of fix up some things like swap out some light switches and ceiling fans and shit like that. So I brought all my tools. Cause I do that you know, on the daily for my job. Yeah. Do, uh, remodels and shit like that. So, uh, and I was, go- so I was going up and down a ladder. We cut new holes to run new wire for a new light, uh, fixture that he wanted somewhere that, um, so I went up and down this ladder like a bunch of times carrying all these tools I was exhausted as hell. And then we were, we had, they brought so much food, like pizza and subs and fucking. I mean, that's what you got to do when your boys come help you move them. Yeah. You got the food. Oh yeah. They had, they had the food and the beer and, uh, and we were there till, I don't know, six o'clock. We got there at 9am or no, I'm sorry. We got there at noon. And we were there till six, but there was probably like 15 of us there. And, uh, and so by the time I got home last night, I would pass the fuck out. Well, I woke up at like six this morning. I saw your message. And, um, so then I hit you back, but yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that feature that I have to sign up, that's, that should show your local, your local time, you know, um, or at least tell you what, uh, what time zone it is, you know. Yeah. So, hell yeah, man. Welcome, bro. Oh, shoot. I remember we talked about it a while ago, but then I got busy with uh, yeah. whole boats going out kind of thing. Mm. You hate to say it, but uh, yeah, so I saw a couple people that I know on your podcast. I... How does your podcast exactly work? How does it work? Yeah. Man, I just get on here and shoot the shit with people. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, just, just talk about your airsoft experience. How, you know, where you kind of, how you, like your background and how you got to where you're at now uh, in airsoft and then whatever else comes up kind of shit. So it's not really formatted. It's just, uh, you know, hey, what's up? And then, um, yeah. But I saw your Instagram. You have, uh, you're in the same. You're in so- Southern California, right? Yep. And uh, you 
had a couple pictures where you played it. Uh, I'm not sure what field it was at, but it was with uh, Storm the Poet, Nicole Gaming, um, you know, a handful of people that I've I've had on the podcast that I've talked to. So it's cool. Yeah, um, little taboo thing is I've only been playing since June. Mm. No, July. And oh, uh, shit of last year, not even a year. Yeah, only a couple months, and I've yeah, already created okay. a. I've already created a whole team. Yeah. I've kind of just went wild with it. What, uh, so did you have any other hobbies before Airsoft? What were you doing before? Um, well, dude, it's going to sound like the basic 20-year-old, like, early 20s thing. And uh, my main priority was, let me wash, I have a RAV4, and I was like, let me wash the car, you know, let me have the chicks over. Let me play like Need for Speed on the Xbox, and that was it. <laughs> with uh, with a lot of drinking involved. Yeah, and the drinking kind of plays into effect with the airsoft thing. Okay. So like, found myself in a real bad area, and I was drinking one night. It was uh, it was the night before Mother's Day. Mm. I remember. Walking to the bar, and that was it. Yeah. Woke up the next day. My first class has me. I'm being screamed at. We're being taken. I'm being taken about Boa. There's like vomit, blood all in my house. And uh, I was in such a bad place, but instead of seeking help, I, uh, I tried taking an alternate path, a more permanent solution. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, and uh, so they put me in uh, like a facility for two weeks. Felt like an animal in there. Got 30 minutes outdoors time. That shit sucked. But uh, when I got work back to the command, one of my boys who's an E5 looks at me and goes, Hey, man, I know shit's going downhill for you, but why don't you try airsoft? At the time, I was like, what the fuck? Like, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> and, uh, well, I went. And it was weird. I don't know what, what it was, man. But, like, day one, after day one, it was, I have a picture of it on Snapchat. It was 115 degrees. And I absolutely hated my life. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want my own gun. <laughs> Coach, what are you doing, buddy? Got your doggy. My roommate's dog. He's just, he's always, wherever I go in the house, he's always following me. Trying to like, oh, yeah. he'll like whine in my ear or something. Trying to get my attention. It's okay, buddy. But um, after, after the first day, dude, I was just like, I got to get my own gun. Hmm. So instead of getting one, I got two. Like a d- little dumbass. I got a, uh, I forget the name of the KWA. And I have my, uh, not Classic Army, but uh, KW, no, GNG Combat Machine that I turned into a, a behemoth. Yeah. Turned it into this thing. Oh, shit. Nice. And I got That's the badass. Polar Star. Yep. Uh, the grenade launcher, which is I 
had many arguments with my friend who got me into it about getting it. He's like, <laughs> oh, don't get it. Yeah. Huh? Oh, and this is the first one. And then, uh, my friend tells me, he's like, dude, you haven't even really gotten in there softly. Why are you buying guns already? And I'm like, well, cause I like them. Yeah. They look cool as shit. Oh yeah. And now I got a zoom cam on that, but, uh, so you're in the military. Yeah. Okay. They say in uh, Balboa, that's a, you're either Navy or Marine Corps. That's Navy. Yeah. But I did like uh two to two and a half years with the Marines. Oh yeah. shit. Okay. Deployed boots on the ground with them. Right. Right. But, um, Wait, are you former military? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking jarhead. Oh, so you know about Myanmar then? Yeah, or, I know well, Myanmar. Yeah. I had a buddy that was, uh, in fact, my, my best friend growing up. We grew up together. Uh, we went in the military at the same time. He went in the Navy. I went in the Marine Corps. He got stationed at Myanmar while I was at Pendleton. We both went overseas first, and then we, uh, we got stationed in California after. And... Uh, I went down to an air show at Miramar. He worked in the in the Top Gun hangar. He was hanging uh, missiles and bombs on the F-14 Tomcats. This is back in 1991. What's funny is uh, the hangar next to mine is the new Top Gun hangar for Top Gun 2. Nice. On North Island. Yeah. I remember when I first checked in my command, they had like people running back and forth between our hangar and the other hangar. And they're like, if you see Tom Cruise, uh, just stay away from him. He doesn't like the enlisted. <laughs> and ever since I heard that, I was like, you know what? Fuck that dude. Yeah, I mean, who knows if that's true? But he's a pretty uh, disciplined, kind of eccentric, you know, person. Anyway. Well, yeah, Cruise? yeah. But uh... we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, after that whole situation of me getting my first gun, I started going to the field. And I learned the hard way that a brand new out-of-the-box gun is absolute dog shit. <laughs> I was thinking that I'd be fucking people up. I was like, "This is it. I'm about to rain hell on the field." Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, I got hit so many goddamn times that day that it was stupid. I didn't even have a helmet. Oh shit! I didn't have a helmet. I had goggles and a mask, and I was like, "This is it. We're ready. We're ready to fuck." I got hit so many times in the back of the head. I look at my boy. I'm like, "This shit sucks." Second weekend I go with my own gear. Get shot in the back of the head so many times. I was like, that's Ooh. it. Run to the store. I'm getting a helmet. I can't do this shit. That's got to hurt, bro. 
God. Like, uh, it was a shitty, I think like a 20 or $30 helmet. And my little dumb ass was like, we're going to make this work. It worked. Yeah. And now it's more of like the guest helmet because I've upgraded to a fast helmet. <laughs> nice. But that thing was so heavy and my dumb ass was like, I need ear protection. So I had a broken ICS uh, headset, which is like we used it for planes. Mm. It was broken. Wire was cut. So I ripped the shitty Chinese foam padding out of it, like the styrofoam. Yeah. Get liquid nail and I just fill it up and I slap this thing in there. Oh, shit. And I put the styrofoam in and I'm like, this is nice. Like, this is the work. No, it hurts your ears after a while. (laughs) God weighs like eight pounds now. And I'm just like, wow. Oh, shit. Then I look at my buddy. I'm like, we got to go to Evike, man. Like, next time we go up to LA, we're going to Evike. Yeah. Then for the same price, I bought a way better helmet than I'm rocking now. I mean, I would show you, but it's in it's in the back of the car right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, like playing airsoft. I started by taking uh, one of my airmen with me, and uh, she kind of me and her started off on like the same level. Yeah. And then uh, we met my boy Lau, who's a uh, he's an Army National Guard guy, but um. We met him playing. He he kept kind of to himself, but he was like really intense into it. Yeah. And then we met my boy Austin and Hassler playing. And I was hanging out with Hassler. Austin was hanging out with my airmen on the field because it was like 2v2 and we're like hunting each other. And uh, after the game, I was like, you know what? Like, let's, uh, let's play together more often. Then we got my boy Lau to play with us, and then my boy who got me into it to play with us. And we had our own little squad. Yeah. And, like, at first, man, we couldn't figure out, like, work the kinks out with each other. We're constantly arguing. We're like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, I said to go that way. <laughs> and, like, you're, like, fucking up my ass. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, once we were able to, like, work out the kinks, we became, like, such a fluid squad. We're like, all right, we're going to go this way. We need people this way. We need someone to hold down center field with the LMG. Like, we, we had a whole plan for everything. Yeah. And uh, everything just worked out beautifully. I'm like a little fiend here for the big. <laughs> uh, our, us playing got Kyle's attention. Mm. Like, uh, yep. Yep. Us playing got Kyle's attention. Like, I remember looking up one day and this dude's up on the hill scouting people out. Then he comes up to us and goes, hey, I'd like you guys to join the team. And we're like, okay. Well, we thought at the time it was like you joined the team there at that moment. Hmm. And then uh, later on when we found out we weren't really a part of the team, we are like, you know. It was like prospects or something? Not, we weren't even at that stage. Okay. We thought we were prospects, but then he comes up to us with the pro during the prospect stage and goes, you know, I'd like you guys to be a part of the team. And, uh, one thing me and my boys just can't agree with is like, and I'm not, I'm not dissing any team. When I say this, it's like the way me and my friends view it is it's, it's a hobby. We don't feel right. We don't believe in team dues or anything like that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. 
And like, even though he said like we, us being military, we don't pay team dues. We're still like our boys are Marine. I'm Navy. When my one boy's Army. Yeah. One of my boys is normal dude that has a normal nine to five type job. Like, right. We all wear different things. We can't settle on this one uniform. We can't. Right. We can't do anything like that. And then even other teams had their own rules. So we jokingly created what we called the MDN Airsoft Snapchat group chat. <laughs> and we're like, fuck it, man. We're our own team. So what's the MDN? It's like uh, Midnight. Oh, gotcha. Midnight Airsoft. Yeah. And uh, our patch is like the stag, like a stag skull. I saw it's- that picture. Yeah, funny about that is uh, my last deployment with the Navy, because since the whole command doesn't go, you make up your own, like, little command patch. Okay. We were the battle stags for my deployment, and I had a fuck ton of these extra patches that I was just handed. It's like a deer that says, fear the stag. It's like a fucking deer jumping. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, what if we make a patch around this? And make it look a little more badass. Yeah. And so, me and my buddy, we're driving up to uh, Code Red one day. And I'm like, yeah, D, I'm thinking like deer skull with like cross swords. And like, it'll be badass. Yeah, so we're designing it. And the first rough draft I look at, and I'm the kind of guy where I go like, that's badass. And he's like, you know what? We'll make it better. The design we have now compared to the design we were originally going to go with is night and day. Yeah. It's going to have like these kind of shitty curled swords and shit. <laughs> now the design that we have is pretty simplistic. Yeah. And uh, my buddy's like, I like how you like anything, even though it looks like dog shit. He's like, I'm sitting here in your car using my phone with Photoshop right now. And you're going to tell me and lie to me and say this looks good. (laughs) I was like, absolutely. Yes. Because I don't know how to do that. (laughs) And then uh, I think it was that night I went home and I created the Instagram page. Okay. And one time we were having safety briefs. Well, not really safety briefs, more like, uh, you know, those stupid military briefs. It's not a safety brief, but it's like about random stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right. We had one day where it was like eight hours of presentations. So I'm sitting there in like the theater. Holy shit. I'm sitting there one day in the theater and I got my phone out. And I'm sitting there typing away to different companies. And I'm like, what's your price per patch, price per unit? I'm looking at stickers, two flags. A hundred patches. Yeah. All the local people were like, we can, uh, we can do that for about seven fifty. I'm like, God damn. Jesus. And this one company overseas was like 300 bucks. And I'm like, dude, sold. Sold. <laughs> like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Patches can be expensive as fuck, man. Oh, yeah. First year, the first time we got uh, our original patches made, this is before COVID, before all the bullshit. This was um, 
think we ordered a hundred was like two hundred and fifty for a hundred. And that was with the setup fee, you know, like they had to create the mold. Yeah. Um and uh you know the PVC patches with the Velcro. And uh and that mold they hold for two years. Right? So if you order if you reorder on that same mold, um you don't have to pay the mold create creating fee or whatever, you know. Yeah. Where they have to create that shit. So uh and then like last year, same company, same mold, you know, whatever. The price had gone up like crazy. We couldn't even order any during COVID, during the lockdown shit, because their company was like, it was out in California, actually. I think it was, I can't remember where at. No, it was Oregon. But um, they, uh, yeah, they wouldn't even, they were shut down. They hardly had anybody working. So um, when they came back, it was, I think, 500. It had gone, it doubled. It had doubled in price. I was like, holy shit, bro. This is crazy. Yeah, like, uh, I felt bad having to do the overseas order. It came from, like, uh, I think Pakistan. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I've been in that area before, and I can't tell what I'm going to get when I realized (laughs) the background. Oh, gotcha. I was like, this is either from India we're from the Middle East. Yeah. And lo and behold, the package arrives at my house. And it has all these stickers that say it was checked at customs. Oh, right. Like, it had a whole list of stuff. Like, drugs. It was checked for weapons, explosives. And I'm like, what the fuck is in this package? <laughs> and then uh, one of my other airmen were over. And she's like, just open the package. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I call up my one boy. I'm like, hey, man, listen, listen, I got a package here at my house. I need you to come from the barracks to my house because if this bitch blows up. <laughs> Taking you with me. <laughs> yeah. You're really good. You're like my best worker. So if I can't have you, nobody can. Oh, shit. So I call my other boy over. So there's three of us now <laughs> with this black package. It's, it's yeah. not a. But like they had it set up and like. It wasn't even shrink wrapped. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. It looked like there was cocaine in this thing. Nice. <laughs> With custom stickers <laughs> all over it. Like, it's not, it wasn't a like a sealed bag or anything. It was like someone got like this special saran wrap and just wrapped this bitch. Holy shit. And I'm like, this looks like a fucking IED sitting here in my goddamn living room. Oh, Jesus. So he comes over and he's like, all right, let's, uh, let's open it. We open it, and these patches are here. And I'm like, this is some nice shit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they kind of smelled like chemicals. So I had to lay these patches around my house, open all the damn windows to air patches. Because I can't sell a patch with it reeking. Hmm. And then you could tell all the patches were handmade because the Velcro on the back was, like, cut by hand. Oh, shit. And I'm like, wow. Like, That's not what I thought I was getting my hands on. But then I looked at my guys, and I'm like, but the fact is, 
we now officially are a team. We have our own merchandise now. Mm-hmm. We have stickers. We have a flag banner to set up at the airsoft field. We have, we're legit now. Yeah. And so, uh, we started promoting the patch and I got a couple guys up in LA. I got to sell the patches too, but, uh, yeah, yeah this, part of the team, the, the, um, the stickers, there's a, there's a couple places, but, um, one place I've stuck with, <laughs> no pun intended, stickers is a sticker mule. They're up in uh, PA. Yeah. And, um, man, they got some really good deals. Uh, and there's a, you know, a bunch of places you can find getting, uh, all different kinds of stickers, but, uh, they do some really good work and really their website is set up super fucking easy, like really user-friendly, uh, really good prices for the stickers. Um, and of course, you know, uh, discounts for buying in bulk kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's where I get the, uh, transfer sticker that I send out to people like, um, that goes on like your back window of your car or something like that. You know, uh, I get those from there and, uh, little round stickers I stick on the uh, boxes or envelopes, but, um, they're, they're pretty cool. And then have you heard of a uh, green wolf tactical? No, he's a, he's a, a former Marine and, uh, he lives in Georgia and I did a podcast with him. He, uh, he's got his own embroidery set up and everything. So he makes shirt, t-shirts, uh, hats, all kind of different cool shit. And I met him actually at uh, SS Airsoft in Georgia. He um, he set up his trailer there, you know, for selling some of the uh, apparel and stuff for for airsoft. He's not an airsofter. He's never played. Oh wow! He's a Marsoc, yeah, Marsoc Marine. And uh, so we talked. I don't know for two or three hours on um, about his, you know, time in the Corps and then how he started his his stuff that he's doing now with. Uh, making all that merchandise stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Damn. Doesn't play airsoft, but already knows where to pull up. Bro. I think, I can't remember how he found, I, I talked to him on the podcast about it. I think I talked to him at SS airsoft and he told me why he was there, how he, how he found out about it. It was somebody around there that, uh, that he knew or whatever heard about it. And, uh, or was friends with the, uh, owner of SS airsoft. And, um, something like that. And then, uh, and so he came out there to, you know, cause he does like, um, Oh, I can't remember who he's with. There was a, uh, one of his good friends who's also a, a Marine, uh, I think retired, but, um, he, uh, he does grips for, or I mean, uh, for grip for the, uh, AR 15s and shit like that. But, um, uh, yeah, so he does a lot of merch. Uh, Sticker Mule is a cool uh, option as well. But as far as patches go, man, PVC patches—they're—they're uh, they're just anywhere in the United States. They're very, very expensive to get, for sure. But and one thing—the PVC patches, man—they're—they're they're gonna stink when you open the bag. You know, they're—it's petroleum based. The yeah, they're the the plastic stuff that's made. Um. You know, when I first started working in a plastics plant uh, in factory, 
I was like, holy, I mean, it smells so bad. You think you're going to, like, it's harmful to you. I guess it is, but like, you know, over a long, long time, like it's, it's very little risk, you know, but yeah. it smells like, holy shit, this stuff is crazy. Yeah, I opened up the bag and I was just like, <laughs> I don't know if this is what PVC is supposed to smell like. Yeah. Because like so far, like, as you know, there's like deployment patches and all that. Yeah. And like uh, being like an aircraft mechanic, I've found out over the years, like you want to get PVC because embroidered patches, once those puppies get dirty, they're they're dirty. Like I remember yeah. when we were in uh, Kuwait. And I'm sitting there constantly in aircraft, like in engines, oiled up. I got tied all over me. And one of my patches that says combat Uber got dirty. So I'm sitting there in the bathroom. And it's like this really shitty bathroom. And that's how I found out this is the only way you can clean these patches. I got a shitty toothbrush. I got some off-brand OxyClean. And I put a, I shoved a sock in the sink so I could like create like a pool in there. Yeah. So I'm like, I dumped oxy, like a lot of OxyClean in this thing. And then I'm sitting there scrubbing it with a toothbrush. And I'm sitting there scrubbing for like 30 minutes. So I want my patch to look nice. Holy shit. So I'm in there scrubbing. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Every moment, I was like, I'm only going to use PVC patches at work. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. once I rolled over to Airsoft, I was like, I think I have one embroidered patch on my kit. The rest are all PVC. I'm like, if this bitch gets dirty, fuck it, whatever. We could wipe it down with a Clorox wipe. Yep. Because that... They're clean- definitely the most durable. Yeah. Because cleaning that embroidered shit, that was... That that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the embroidered ones, they're... Um, they look nice. You know, there's some, there's some ones that look, you know, pretty cool. But uh, if you have, like, if your logo, if your design for patch design is, or if there's any kind of wording in it, um, the PVC is the way to go because yeah. your, your lettering, all of your font, all of that stuff is going to be really crisp edges. It's going to be really easy to read your, uh, the embroidered ones that it's difficult to get that really fine, crisp edge on like fonts and lettering and, and uh and, and shit like that especially if you have a lot going on in the uh in the graphic you know that you're using yeah the pvc is the way to go because they they have a lot more i mean it's made for it's it's in a in a mold that um you know injection mold so uh once it fills in with that particular color uh it's you know as long as the mold is created correctly which they're you know they're made with a cnc machine machining um then they they turn out really good you know like the our patch and you know our our logo is really simple right it's the triangle with uh or the upside down triangle with the t inside yeah and uh we can actually have the patch could be so the background of the patch is black the triangle is gray the t is white but we, those are three separate pieces of the mold. So I can do a red, white, and blue. I could do a red background with a, or let's say a dark blue background with a white T with a blue triangle. I mean, a red triangle, you know, shit like that. Uh, we can change all three of those different colors 
in the uh, in the patch the way it's designed with that logo. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of cool that they have those options, you know, that look really nice. But uh, that's one thing, you know. Obviously, you, you're finding out in airsoft patches are a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what everyone wants, dude. They yeah. want to sport those patches, you know, on their helmets, on their gear. Uh, on their packs, and their chest rigs, whatever. I found that out uh, mostly my last deployment because, like, patches were a crazy thing. Yeah. So we, my command made a patch, well, my debt made a patch called Debt 1 Party Stags instead of Battle Stags. Yeah. And it's like this, uh, looking at it, it's like this LSD-looking trip patch. Yeah. It's the same thing, but all the colors are, like, neon- Oh yeah, and it's like, like psychedelic re- shit. Yeah, it's like really trippy to look at. And uh, when the CEO was like, "Yo, no patch," we all were like, "Yo, fuck that!" Oh, my roommate's. Home. Um, we were all like, uh, "We want it," and the CEO was like, "No, you can't have it." And that's when I found out, like, oh, shit. What's up, man? Yeah, that's when we found out that uh, patches are like the main thing that people want. Mm-hmm. And uh, people will do anything to like try to get their patches. And uh, lo and behold, their soft is just like that. People yeah. want patches. It's, it's wild. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Now, how did you go? Uh, how did you get in the military? What? What? Uh, did you have people in your family that were prior military, and what was your influence? Um. So yet another young dumb story is uh, my ex fiance at the time got pregnant, and I was like, "Shit!" Oh shit! Well, I was like, "I'm just a basic like little EMT. I don't. I get paid like." Seven fifty an hour, like I can't fucking have a family on that. Yeah. So I was like, I need to upgrade my occupation, but I can't really go to college. Right. Like if I go to college, I gotta sacrifice a job to get my degree. So I was like, mm-hmm. it was senior skip day, and I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm gonna go talk to a recruiter. <laughs> and then I go talk to a recruiter. And then, nah, dude. And then, uh, everyone's out having fun at the beach and shit. I'm sitting here, filling, like, filming paperwork and stuff. Because, uh, I tried to go Marines, but I was in a car accident. But the Navy guy didn't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, got any physical marks? I'm like, no. He's like, cool. This is, uh, fill out this. Cool. I'm taking you to MEPS. Holy shit. And I was like, all right, cool. So the next day, I go off to MEPS. Damn, that's fast. And then that process took so long that they have a timeline on when they can put you in for a job. So I go to the thing, and the guy's like, you can be EOD. You can be a submarine uh, technician. Or you can be an AM. And I'm like, 
well, fuck me, man. I don't, I like seeing the sunlight. Yeah. And I don't, no shit. And I'm like, what's AM? They're like, you got two minutes to decide. We don't have time to tell you what the job is. I'm like, fuck it, AM. And he goes on the computer and goes, fuck, the guy next to you just took it. Guess what? This new slot, AD. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it. <clears throat> so, like, he puts me in. I got to run to the Navy liaison. And they're filling out all their stuff. And they submit it at the last minute. And they're like, cool, you're in. They're like, you ship off in two weeks after you graduate. Damn. And I'm just like, what the fuck? They're like, congratulations, welcome to the Navy. Here's a backpack. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I graduate. And about two weeks after I graduate, next thing I know, I'm having like my going away party. And I ship off. And I'm like, well, fuck this, man. I went to military academy for high school. Like, this shit's going to be a walk in the park because I was Marine Corps. Yeah. Holy fuck. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I kind of just let myself do like that autopilot shit that they tell you about. Yeah. One day we were marching. That was like right before we graduate. And I just like snap out of it. And I go, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> how the fuck did I get to Chicago? Oh, shit. And I'm just like, wow. I really just let myself become like a drone there. And now it's like, fuck it. So I do like my basic school, like the Pensacola thing. And in Pensacola for like Navy, it's all aviation. But they have a tier on like tier one, two, and three. Tier one is like you got to be in your uniform all the time. You can't go downtown. And I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm an AD. I work on engines. We got the small, we have the shortest school time. I'm only here for two months. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, uh. So I stayed as tier one, but I would, you know, finagle my way in my civilian clothes around base. <laughs> and uh, then next thing I know, everyone's like getting plane tickets. They have your orders. Everyone's all excited. And I'm like, ooh, everyone's going to cool places. I'm like, where am I going? They're like, you have a bus ticket. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. And I was so offended when they told me that. They're like, yeah, you're going F-35s. Here's a bus ticket. And I'm like, why the fuck can't I get a plane? Like, this is some bullshit. No shit. Lo and behold, where I was being, my first duty station was about an hour down the road from Pensacola. Oh, my God. They sent me to Eglin Air Force Base. Nice. And you know when you're like, you're brand, brand new. You have no idea what the fuck's going on. No. So I call my sponsor. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm here. And they're like, well, I'm no longer your sponsor. I'm on leave. Call this guy. Mm. Call this guy. He's like, I'm on debt in California. Fuck off. And I was like, (laughs) I'm sitting there with my wheelie bag walking around the base, trying to call different people in the command. And uh, they send this one girl. She picks me up. I get a barracks room. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. It was an Air Force barracks. Holy shit. That shit just blew my mind. It's nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, at this time, I'm, like, 18, haven't smoked or anything. And I hate to say it, man. It, it was the military that got me smoking. Fuck yeah. Because I'm in the smoke pit one day. Because over there, I was what you call line check. So my whole job was like pl- like launch planes or cover planes. 
Mm. Basic shit like that. And so between launches, we'd have like 30-minute breaks. So we're all in the smoke pit. Everyone's smoking cigarettes or vapes. And then my one boy looks at me and goes, hey, man, you need to get a vape. And uh, some of the like higher-ups, like not too high, but like mid-level leadership, they look at him and go, hey, yo, Rich, take him to the smoke shop after work. <laughs> and there I am buying a vape. And I'm like, well, I really don't want nicotine, guys. You know, like, this is this stuff's bad for you. It's addictive. And I'm like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you fucking noob. You and boot. <laughs> a month later, my uh, one of the chiefs looks at me and goes, well, now you got to smoke a cigarette. I remember I smoked a cigarette and I got the biggest head buzz of my life. Hell yeah. That shit had, I felt like I was high. Mm-hmm. I thought this man gave me drugs for a minute. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, dude, those Air Force pairs were wild. I'd be smoking cigarettes off the balcony, flicking them off, go back in the room, play some Battlefield 4 with the boys. Jesus. And like, it, it was a whole different military back then. And yeah. with wild. That's only 18. It's only five years ago. Holy shit. And uh, back then, like, if you had an issue with somebody, you already know how, like, the Navy and Marines do. You take your rank off. Yeah. You duke it out. Yeah, that's... uh, Dude, I wish people would still do that. Like, fair fight, okay? One-on-one. If you got a beef, let's get it out. Right? Just get it out, bro. Because by the end... Most of the time, as long as it's not overboard, right? You're not trying to kill the guy. Like you're just, you're duking it out. Uh, you gain a lot of respect. You earn a lot of respect. You know, you, you give respect. And by the end, most of the time, most of the fights I've been in, uh, where it's kind of personal like that one-on-one, it is, uh, you end up being friends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you solve your differences. Because win or lose, you still challenge them. Oh, for sure. I don't care how good somebody is. Well, I guess there there are extremes for sure. If uh, somebody is completely oblivious to fighting and like they're really really out of shape, okay, and they're they're not, and the other guy is super strong and has you know the like like a Bruce Lee kind of you know karate or martial arts background or whatever then the fight's going to be extremely unfair where the, the, the better guy's not going to really get hurt. But most people and most fight, you know, that end up in a fight, even the guy that wins gets hurt. Like you, whatever happens, you slam to the ground, usually you fall on the ground. If you're on pavement, uh, I've got a chunk out of my elbow from falling on the ground, you know, wrestling with on, on a, in a parking lot, uh, and you know, fighting or whatever. Uh, you bang your head, you bang your elbows, your your shoulders. Um, you punch somebody. I got a chunk out of my knuckle from hitting somebody's tooth. Okay, like even if you win, you don't really win. You're sore as fuck. You're beat up <laughs> just from the ground or whatever. You know, it just happens. I mean, I got this little plug. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Before I was uh, removed from my work center to go be fapped out to another work center. Yeah. It was a situation. It was uh, this one female airman. And we're, you, we're doing crane. And as you know, with planes, everything's really sensitive. Like, you can't fuck anything up. Yeah. 
So we're taking this gearbox out of the box. And uh, I'm like, hey, you got to take these screws out. You got to like slide this bracket back. And you got to keep your eyes on it while uh, while we're doing this crane operation. So I'm sitting there. My one second class is using the crane. I'm directing the crane. And uh, I look at her. I'm like, is everything all right? Everything good? And she just ghost-faced. But then she looks at me and goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's all fine. So we're trying to hook this thing, this gearbox up to a trailer so we can move accessories from one to another. Yeah. And I look at that gearbox where she was, and I was like, what the fuck happened? We had like a three-foot, like, gashes and tears in the housing. I'm talking like the bolt that held this thing in scraped it all the way up. Oh, shit. It had to adjust the uh, going forward and back. It went up, down, left, right. Mm. All over it, and I st- like I stopped putting the bolts in once the what we call the prop box was like on its stand enough, and I look at her, and I'm like, "Can you fucking explain this to me? Like, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> and she's like, "I know, I know, it's my fault." So then now you got Chiefs coming out because you have a damn a brand new gearbox is fucked up. Mm. And I'm like, Airman so-and-so failed to inform us during the move of this. Yada, yada. Like, I was taking the blame anyway because I'm the guy directing the crane. Yeah. But then she points at me and goes, it's his fault. He didn't tell me what to do. Jesus. And at that point, I snapped and I yelled at her. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, why the fuck am I right now? about something that I'm taking the blame for. Yeah. And like, I was yelling at her in the hangar bay. And the next thing I know, I get dragged by the collar over the hang, like to the other side of the hangar bay. And I'm being yelled at. And they're like, don't you yell at them. Like we can yell at you because you know, you're used to it, but you can't yell at the fucking new guys. And I'm like, when did that rule ever happen? Uh, the new guys, the FNGs, the fucking new guys always get the shit end of the stick, bro. That's, that's fucking history. Okay. Like you got to, you have, they have to be yelled at more than the, than the seniors. Dude, I'm telling you, man, these new guys that are coming in. They're spoiled as fuck. They're like, I'll send them my new work center one day. I'm on, I'm signing off paperwork and stuff like that. Like work orders that we did. And uh, they're over there talking to each other about their bonuses and shit. I just re-enlisted a couple months ago for another six years. Mm. Zero dollar re-enlistment bonus. Holy shit. And uh, these guys are like brand new. They're like, oh yeah, I got like 40,000. I got 50,000. And I'm like, damn. How the fuck am I the experienced guy getting nothing? Yeah. They're just handing out bonuses and like these guys' attitudes. Like, uh, we had a eight new guys get into some shit that they knew they weren't supposed to get into. And so they pop an attitude once NCIS got involved with them. Mm. And now they're all walking around the command going like, fuck this, the Navy sucks, yada yada. And I, I stopped one time. Because my guys heard them talk, saying that, so they started saying it. Yeah. 
And so I look at him, and I, I'm straight up with him, like, why the fuck are you here? Mm-hmm. Fucking hate it so bad. You joined us. We didn't join you. Yep. But, dude, that's all that these new kids know is just attitudes. That's crazy. It's just, it's stupid. It's the most irritating thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, well, we all knew when we went in, it was uh, the the boots and, you know, the, the FNGs are, you you get shit on. Like, that is, we expected it. Like, that's just how it is. You get, you know, hazed, you get beat up, you get, you know, just run around, like, on different stupid things, you know. Like, uh, when you go down to the, you know, for after formation, uh you got gunnies coming over, you know, and sergeants telling you, Hey, uh, I need you to run over to headquarters and get this ID 10 T form, you know, like, okay. Yes, Sergeant. You know, like what, what is the ID 10 T you get over there? Like, dude, ID 10 T write it out. We'd have to write it out. And like, what does that say? What does it spell? And it looks like idiot, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just fake shit like that. You just get run around. Um, that is how the FNGs are uh, are treated. But yeah, the uh, the new military. It's uh, it seems like it's definitely getting like more sensitive. I guess, right? Yeah, there's uh, there's one morning. Me and my buddy, we're at like we have a burrito truck that pulls up, so we're out there to get like a plate of like eggs, like uh. Italian sausage and rice. Basic, our, our basic morning meal. Yeah. His airman's up there. And he looks at me and goes, what, you lost? And I just look at this kid and I'm like, I don't think you know who the fuck I am. <laughs> I, like, I get the fuck out of here on your bullshit and go back to where the fuck you came from. Go back to Pensacola and relearn yourself. <laughs> and so after I eat my breakfast, we have what we call FOD walk. You walk your flight line. And this motherfucker comes up to me and goes, don't ever fucking talk to me like that again. Damn. And I looked at him and I'm like, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, don't fucking talk to me like that. And I'm like, who's E1 is out here on the flight line talking to me. I'm yeah. like, dude, four year E4. Like I've had the rank for four years now. I've deployed twice with this rank. Don't fucking come at me sideways. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's just how they all are. They That's are so weird. Yeah. I don't like the way that you talk to me. You talk down to us. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I gave him a scoop of food earlier. And, uh, yeah, they're all like that. Every so now, the guys you play, uh, the guys you play airsoft with, uh, you said some of them are, they're uh, all like military guys with you or uh, for, you've met through the military. Yeah. There's well, now the team has a handful of us, but when okay. we start like 90% military. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Even when they joined in like 19 or 20 to now it's different. Yeah. The, wow. Uh, have you heard, um, I know you haven't been on Instagram that long with your airsoft thing, but, uh, have you heard of a uh, call sign rice? Um, no, I did a podcast with him a few months ago and, um, he's, uh, he's Navy. 
he's active duty Navy right now. And, um, going through the process of being on the teams, I guess going for seal. And, uh, but, um, yeah, I had him on, he's been playing airsoft for quite a while and, uh, out there in Cali. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's stationed out there actually right now. Yeah. Going through training. Yep. In the Navy. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, man. I've had, I've had a lot of veterans on here. Active duty and, um, you know, active duty military and, uh, uh, veterans that were in. And there's a lot of military veterans that do, um, like mill sims and stuff like that. You know, the bigger mill sims. Now, have you heard of, uh, Jet Desert Fox and some of the, cause he's out in Cali, some of the, um, the events they put out. Hey, I'm uh, kind of sorry about everything that's kind of going on in the background. Dude, I I haven't heard anything. It's like your microphone's cut it out. Oh, dude, we have a fire alarm going off right now. No way. I seriously cannot even hear it. <laughs> yeah, the fire alarm went off. So that's when I walked outside. No, dude, it's uh, I haven't heard. You know, I heard the dog like um, a little while ago, just like <laughs> once or twice. And yep. I heard somebody talk in the background, but, uh, that's it. Like, it's not been loud at all. That's so wild. My, uh, my roommate got out of the shower and the steam hit the fire alarm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Hell yeah. But, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, in your area, man, there's a ton of, fields a ton of uh, events going on out there um a lot of big teams or whatever there's uh if you play code red there's another team i did a, a, a podcast with called uh shogun, shogun yep. airsoft uh, have you met them yep we're already, uh both of our teams are already friends with each other oh nice like shogun helped set up our discord mm. there you go because i was like hey man like i don't know what i'm doing so their boy uh mean man chan yeah. He helped us set up the Discord. Hell yeah, dude. So he's over there typing away. He's like, I need admin power. And he's over there making it. And I'm just sitting there like on the phone with my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but he's putting bots <laughs> in it and he's doing something. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing something. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's typing code into the chat. Next thing I know, a bot pops up and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like it's just an admin bot man he keeps the server clean nice i'm sitting there i'm like i don't know what it is but it's doing something i guess yeah dude shout out to shogun man yeah That's like cool. uh, then there's another team uh too late man and yes. uh and then another navy team called like three two three. Oh, i haven't heard of them okay i don't think they have a team Instagram, but um, yeah, pretty much those guys are gonna be a part of our next night game. Nice, because like the events we're doing out here, kind of like we got Desert Fox next week, which I had to drop leave for. Is that uh, the battle for LA event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got that next week, which uh, I actually fucked up getting the hotel. 
I'm sitting there uh, taking a bath, and my, I hit up my boy, and I'm like, hey, man, you get the tickets, I get the hotel. So three months ago, I fucked up. I used my Amex card, because with Amex, you can go on their website and book a hotel. Gotcha. And I'm looking at the map, and I'm like, it looks relatively close. Our hotel is 38 minutes away from the field. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. At least we have a shower. Oh, shit. At least we have somewhere to clean ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we have that going on. I fucked up buying the ticket because, well, not the ticket, but the uh, hotel. Because my boy hits me up, and I'm sitting there in the bathtub after a day of airsoft, so I'm like, my body's sore. Yeah. It's like late at night when I was finally able to get home because I had to go back to work to go fill out some paperwork for uh, some of my new guys. And uh, I get home, it's like 1 in the morning. And he hits me up and he goes, hey, man, I got us tickets. Get the hotel. So I'm like half asleep in a bathtub, just fucking typing away on my phone. And I'm like, I hope this is sufficient. And, uh, yeah, that was three months ago. Oh, shit. I already gave you a scoop, Phil. What's that, the dog? Yeah. I guess he wants out. But, um, yeah, dude, that was like three months ago. Well, that's cool. You're, you're not even in a year yet and you're, you're doing some, uh, pretty big events that, uh, that battle for LA is uh, supposed to be a really cool event. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Like, uh, within less than a year, I did tack league. I did oh, the, the KWA tactical league. Yep. Nice. I did tack league. I did Storm's events that you get invited to. Yeah, the Storm the Poet. Fuck yeah. And then uh, now we're doing Desert Fox, and I'm just like less than a year in with like a $2,500 gun (laughs) with like a 50-pound chest rig. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm sitting here with a GoPro Hero 3 that my boy oh, gave me. Sh- nice. Like, old-ass GoPro from, like, 07. It still works. I, st- I have one of those 03s. Or uh, Hero 3, or GoPro 3s, yeah. What scares me is uh, one of the stores that's helping us uh, with that raffle for our next night game. Yeah. He shot out the protective lens, so now I'm just, like, raw dog in the camera. Oh, shit. I'm just like, for the love of God, don't shoot me in the face. Oh, that's that. Yep. BBs I, find a way, bro. I don't know what it is about it, but dude, the weekend after the protective lens got shot out, I don't know if you could still see it, but like the little SD car- slot on the side. Yeah. A kid shot it. It broke a part of the frame and popped my micro SD card out of the GoPro. Holy shit! So somewhere in Giant. Is a Nintendo Switch SD card, but thank <laughs> God I transferred the footage over to the computer first. Holy shit! As at first, I, I my boys, I'm like, guys, we just lost like our footage. Like it's yeah. just gone. Yeah, that's um, that's cool. What do you got planned for uh? What do you guys have planned this for this year? You got the uh, Desert Fox event. 
you have any other uh, bigger events that you want to look forward to going to this year? Um, not that I can name, really. I mean, we're hosting our own stuff. Like, we're doing our own night games. Oh, shit. Okay. Where at? Code Red? Uh, Giant. Giant. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we have uh, we have generators set up over there with the lights, so. Okay. That's kind of where we're running all of our stuff at the moment. Now, have you played uh, Indoor at all? Yeah, N1. Speedsoft? Oh, you've been to N1. Nice. That's uh, that big M4 that you saw is what I rock at N1. Holy shit. Okay. It's uh, surprisingly still pretty effective. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And it's, the just, it's it's hard to move around the uh, corners with, uh, with a bigger setup. Yeah, like uh, on my personal Instagram page, there's a picture of me with Storm in a banana suit. And I'm wearing a full kit. <laughs> I got the whole army uniform on that I bought off my one friend. So I got like real army camis, real army boots. Yeah. 50 pound chest rig. I got the big ass M4. Holy shit. And like, I was like, you know what, man? We fuck it up outside. We should be able to fuck it up inside of the building. Oh my God, that is not the same. (laughs) Terrifying shit. Like, you just turn around, there's already a guy with a gun to you, and you're like, Where did you come from? It's like, Well, this is bullshit. (laughs) I don't know how the fuck you flanked me this hard, but fuck. All right. Uh huh. Well, especially if you're not used to the map. If you don't know the map, you know, then uh... they constantly change the map over there. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's cool. But what are you doing, man? Oh, you're standing on the couch and shit. <laughs> Jesus. But, um... Yeah, that's cool. I, I've talked to so many people in that area, man. It's crazy. Like, N1, uh, Airsofter Sam plays over there. Uh, Hannah, this girl named Hannah, she's uh, actually a Marine Corps yep. officer right now. Yep, she works she, in the- um, She's a ref. Out there at N1? Yep. <laughs> You're getting whipped, bro. You're getting whipped. Yeah. The dog tail. He's watching my roommate Weeze and I's all upset. Pudge. That's funny. Pudgy. Chill. Pudge. Now, do you do you prefer the uh, Milsim type of like outdoor play, or do you prefer the uh, indoor speed stuff? Well, I mean... You saw what that rifle looks like. That thing ain't yeah. made indoors. Yeah, man. When I was doing indoors, the only thing that kept me alive was that M203. Oh, shit. We're going and let that bitch rip. Using <laughs> the uh, 40 mics? Uh, yep, the, uh, the like the shotgun spray one. Okay. So I load that puppy up with about 120 BBs, and mm-hmm. I got a single shot. Yep. As soon as they say go, I arc that thing over bunkers, and I'm like, I pray to God I hit somebody. <laughs> one thing that gets my nerve with that 203 is uh the shells are kind of expensive 40 dollars, and once they bust they're broken mm. like the shell i have for it now broken yeah and then uh you can get tagging rounds but they're 10 bucks a pop bro those things are fucking insane and i'm just like this is some bullshit <laughs> or uh just wild. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are crazy, man. We have a uh, a video on our um Instagram and our YouTube that um 
is of us testing out the uh, tagins. Yeah. So we uh, one of our viewers, one of our friends, sent us a uh, the tagin launcher, right? That goes under like uh, mounts underneath your uh, M4 or whatever. And uh, this thing is badass. Uh, he sent us some Reaper rounds, right? The explosive ones. So uh, we got this. You know, we we reviewed it on our channel, and uh, and sh- this thing shoots fucking for days, bro. Like it shoots so straight, so far. Those tag ends, you know, it's a it's a rifled uh, grenade, and the the barrel is rifled. If you get the um, the actual tag end launcher, yeah. it's rifled on the inside. This thing will shoot like way over a football field, easy, if Damn. you wanted to. No shit. Um, I mean, these things are z- fucking slinging. I mean, big time. But the explosions are crazy, bro. On the Reaper rounds, yeah, um, yeah. If you get a chance, look at the. Uh, I think we did a YouTube short. I cut it down. We did the review, but then I cut it down. I did a short on it uh, with the explosion. It. When when this thing goes off, it leaves a crater in the ground. Grass is gone, some of the dirt's gone. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, Jeez. these things are crazy. Uh, they're expensive as fuck, but man, if you ever get to try one, try one. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. one thing that's funny is with the team is like people know our patch. Nobody yeah. knows the players, mm. but everybody knows the gun. Gotcha. Even the paintballers know my gun. Yeah. It pisses me off so much. It's like, you know, I'm out here kicking ass every day. But you don't know me, but you know the goddamn M4 with the grenade launcher. <laughs> I wrapped it with goon tape to get some of the black off of it. Yeah. I'm sitting in my garage with, like, uh, my Benchmade knife for my first deployment, trying to pry the pla- orange plastic off the grenade launcher. Yeah. So I gave up goon tape, put goon tape on the inside. So nice. they... But uh, that's cool. Yeah, everybody knows my gun, but nobody cool. knows the players. I mean, hey, that's you know some mystery to it. That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. But uh, with our events that I was telling you about earlier with the night games, right? Is uh, I I, I negotiated with the field for these, mm-hmm. and our first night game was a little bit of a failure. Mm. We- yeah, I mean it's a learning process. Yeah, we had about 18 people come out. Enough to pay the bills. Gotcha. But uh Yeah, that's always a hard thing. Um, oh yeah. You know, getting the uh getting enough people out to a field because if you have to pay the field up front, I mean, it's hard for the field as well because they've got a if you go to them with an event and they're like, "Well, you have to have X amount of people to make this or you have to pay up front." Um, you know, because they, if they're open for business, like a normal day, they might make X amount. And, uh, and if you bring five people to the event, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the way I negotiate with the field, I'm like, my team's not here to make money off this event. Yeah. The tickets from you guys, we abide by your rules with a little bit of tweaking, like gun hits don't count. Yeah. But uh, the price for our event, well, our night games, is twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. And like some night games, are like forty five, and I'm like, 
let's see how low we can get this. And I'm like, what is your bottom line price? They're like 25 bucks. I'm like, cool. That's our ticket price. And uh, I think now, <laughs> now we have a projected 30 people coming to the next one. Okay. And like, I'll be honest, man, having a team without team dues or making profit off your games, trying to like make a raffle. This shit's a little difficult. For sure. Because we we're not sponsored. We don't have any of that. Right. So we're like, you know, we, we do this for you guys, but we get we saw our merch to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think the next game we have a raffle. Like, we, we're definitely going to have a raffle. Out of the store, Airsoft Extreme. I was at their store the other day. And uh, I'm like, look, looking at stuff for Desert Fox, because I'm like, I run HPA, I need air, so I got to pick up two air tanks come Tuesday. Yeah. There's 120 bucks at, down the drain. Got to pick up Shit. the fuck because, you know, kind of need those to play the game. Right. And I'm like, while I'm here, let me look at a pistol. I'm like, we don't have much team funds. We got like 130. What can I get, like, pistol-wise that's new in the box for 130? Yeah. They're like, we got this $100 pistol. I'm like, cool. Come Tuesday, I'll come pick it up. Um, then I had one of my friends with me. I'm like, should I get two vests or a pistol? And then uh, my boy Zach at AX looks at me and goes, you uh, you get the pistol, pick out a vest that's on us. So I feel like we have like a little baby partnership with uh, Airsoft Extreme right now. Okay. Well, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Pudge, can you calm down, buddy? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen, bro. It's been uh it's been great meeting you. Um I'm really glad we got to finally hook up and uh appreciate yeah, appreciate what you're doing with uh, the new team and uh getting out there and I mean, dude, like I said, there's so many opportunities and so many fields and so many teams out there uh where you're at. So, you're in a good spot. It's uh, you know, it's, you're definitely in a good spot to learn whatever kind of uh, field you want to get into with the Milsim, or if you, you know, you've got a lot of options out there with uh, some good fields and some good people that I've had on the podcast that uh, that play out there. So, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I'm about to have to go out to Norfolk here soon because uh, I leave in July 1st. So. Oh, you're getting uh, stationed out there? New orders? Yeah. Yep, so we're going to continue the team out there. Pudge, my boy. Bro, there's a – yeah, you're going to be in Virginia. Uh, I'm not sure how far it is from Norfolk, but um, Ballahack Airsoft. Yes. It'll be about 30 minutes away from my house. Oh, my God, dude. I've already mapped it out. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're going to be a good spot. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, we're, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and, and your team and everything online. Yeah, uh, we got the Instagram. It's uh, – mdn.airsoft all just one word yeah um we haven't really made a youtube yet even though there is an mdn airsoft youtube that's our oh, boy but oh, we're gonna, one of your friends yeah we're uh currently right now on this laptop and trying to create a video to post on youtube but uh nice more of a pain in the ass than anything <laughs> but uh mainly dude right now we're just using the instagram yeah it's mdn.airsoft awesome man well have you heard of uh have you heard heard of the uh, new app that's going to be coming out um 
Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I just forgot about it. Um, is this the app that you were talking about where you could track your yes. stats? That no, no, that that's a skirmish. Um, that is uh, that's badass. This uh, skirmish bracelet, yeah. that system is uh, is fucking badass. Definitely go to their uh, Instagram and check them out. Uh, there's some fields out by you guys, I think, that have um, that use the skirmish system. And um, and if you go to any field, if you buy one of those bracelets, you go to any field that has that set up, it, it'll track your stats wherever you go, uh, which is a really cool thing. But um, the uh, there's a new app coming out that's going to be just for airsofters for uh, social media. Yeah. And um, and that is uh, Snapsoft. That's what it's called. I think so, you had a story one day. Yep. About the guy that's making it. Yeah. So that I podcast I, came out last week. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at that. But I saw it on your story and I was like, what's this? Yeah. I started looking at it. That'll be interesting. Uh, I'm really excited about that coming out because, um, you know, a lot of airsoft stuff has been getting uh, shadow banned and everything on Instagram. Yeah. So um, that'll be a good uh, good thing, kind of something where we can uh, transfer over and, and see uh, where we won't get banned for that kind of shit. So, but yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, MDN airsoft on Instagram and probably coming soon. YouTube. Yep. Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you, brother. It's good talking with you. Oh, same man. Have a good one, bro. All right. Take it easy, man.